Welcome to the Weekly Standard Podcast. I'm your host, Michael Graham. Philip Terzian, we had such a great response to your previous podcast, the three worst cabinet picks slash attorney general edition, because that's how it turned out, Yes. that we had requests. So this is a command performance, an encore, if you will, and you brought us your nominees for the three worst secretaries of state. I have, and I excuse me. I qualified it a little bit. Um, I'm confining it to the 20th century because there have been a lot of secretaries of state, and and if you get back into the Monroe administration and things like that, it's it's a little you're, you're sort of falling into the weeds. So. Really? So we're not going to work a Jefferson in there? Well, and the, the, all that would mean is you and I would get into an argument. Exactly. So. I loathe Jefferson and. He got everything wrong. Um, Hamilton got everything right. But other than that, we're on the same page. Anyway, so <laughs> let's kick off with the early 20th century. Yes, and my nominee for that would be uh, William Jennings Bryan, who was Woodrow Wilson's Secretary of State. And, of course, he had run for president three times unsuccessfully. And, of course, being made Secretary of State was essentially a consolation prize. And I suppose, all things being equal, a sop to the... <laughs> Brian Wing of the Democratic Party. The problem with William Jennings Bryan is that he was a pacifist, among many things, and a pacifist as chief diplomat for a a growing world power is not always a good idea. And as you may know, he ultimately resigned as Secretary of State because he thought Woodrow Wilson wasn't bellicose enough, or was too bellicose, <laughs> excuse me, uh, which is saying something, especially in 1915. So, uh, um, that's that. He would be yeah. my first nominee. Woodrow Wilson that. and Bellicose don't exactly no, well no. together. My elementary school teacher in rural South Carolina was Mrs. William Jennings Bryan Dorn. Oh, Congressman Dorn. Yes, yes. Was a congressman, and she was his wife, and that was how I learned about William Jennings Bryan. And it didn't take me long to figure out. Not an impressive figure from world history. He represented something yes. in America and the agrarian movement, et cetera. Definitely would fit in, I think, today in a lot of ways with the kind of rebellion against the elite. But foreign policy... I no, yeah, no. And, yeah, and, and, no. And in retrospect, that's, I mean, most people aren't even aware he was Secretary exactly. of State. Um, I mean, no, he was he was an interesting and impressive and important figure in his own way. I, I took my children a few years ago. We were passing through East Tennessee, and we stopped off in uh, uh, where the Scopes trial had taken place in Dayton, Tennessee, where uh, there's a William Jennings Bryan College, as I recall. I, I remember Congressman <laughs> W.J.B. Dorn, by the way. <laughs> that's pretty amazing. Well, Mrs. Dorn was a lovely second grade Good. teacher. Glad to hear it. Second, speaking of second, who is your second nominee for worst Secretary of State pick? My second would be Cordell Hull. And I should qualify all this, too, that most of our Secretaries of State have been impressive people in their own way. Uh, I mean, we may not agree with them, but they're not necessarily bad secretaries uh, by their own merits. And oftentimes what we don't like about them is that they were merely doing the bidding of their presidents. Uh, so it's what uh, what we don't like is the foreign policy of their bosses, not so much the people who were tasked with carrying out. Hull was a prominent and important uh, Tennessee congressman. And Roosevelt appointed him for two reasons. One was he needed an ambassador to Capitol Hill. We forget that even though FDR had a Democratic majority in the in Congress, it was a majority composed of a lot of people who weren't necessarily New Dealers, and so Hall was that ambassador. And Roosevelt, like many presidents, sought to be his own Secretary of State. So Hall, to his immense frustration and irritation over years, was basically a figurehead over in Foggy Bottom. And I guess what I don't 
like about Hull is that even so, during that period when, uh, with the rise of fascism in Europe and so on, um, his great passion was uh, free trade. Now, I'm a free trader and I believe in trade, but he thought that trade was the key to world peace at a time when you had marching dictators in Europe. And so, at a time when he could have given Roosevelt some support in Roosevelt's furtive efforts to try and pull America away from isolation, he didn't. Uh, and uh, I mean, he did play a role in in helping FDR on Capitol Hill in many different ways. But as Secretary of State, I think he was pretty uh, pretty mediocre. Before we get to your uh, final choice for worst Secretary of State pick, you mentioned executing the will. Of your uh, of the boss, when you look at Rex Tillerson, a guy who's used to being the boss of a company that, if it were a country, would be a significant country. Do you think you're going to see, uh, you know, basically the representative of Trump, or do you think you're going to see Trump sitting back and letting Rex Tillerson? you know, kind of take the lead on American foreign policy with Trump's gentle oversight? Well, it's an interesting question. I mean, most of our secretaries of state, at least in modern times, have been establishment lawyer types. I worked for one, uh, Cyrus Vance, for example, who are used to doing their boss's bidding, inferring what their boss wants, um, and doing it quietly and efficiently and believing in, uh, you know, quiet diplomacy rather than public diplomacy and blah, blah, blah. We've never quite, I mean, I'm trying to think. We we've never had quite had a master of capital uh, as Secretary of State like Rex Tillerson, and I don't know. I mean, I'm I uh, I I own I'm a Exxon Mobil shareholder, so I'm all in favor <laughs> of Rex Tillerson. But whether he's uh, perfectly suitable for the role is an is an open question, and it's an open question too. I mean, it's possible that. Trump will give him a free hand. I mean, I don't know that Donald Trump is all that interested in foreign policy, except for a, you know certain general declarations of things, and he's happy to put it in Rex Tillerson's hands. So, I mean, all the criticism of him as you know he's had to deal with Putin as a as an oil executive. I mean, if he were the if he were Hillary Clinton's nominee, they would be regarding that as a great virtue. So, well, you look uh, at what he did, and if you're in the energy business, you're going to deal with Russia. Well, of course, that. And, just like he dealt with in Venezuela when they had uh, what's his name, the guy now deceased, thank God. Chavez. Chavez, yeah. He dealt with who he had to deal with. Here's what, to me, what's the up about Tillerson. Number one, Gates, Rice, Baker pushing him, which tells me he's very establishment. And corporate guys tend to be very established. They just, by their nature, they kind of tend to be a country club, middle of the road kind of guys. And so I think that's what you're going to see. Your final pick for worst secretary of state Hillary Rodham Clinton. Now, that's just partisanship. I, I, I realize it's going to be perceived that way. And as I say, I mean, there, I've, I've, as, a, as a working journalist, I've observed a lot of Democratic secretaries of state. I worked for one many years ago. And I will say that, for example, our present secretary of state, John Kerry, to me, is sort of a... Um, face-lifted nullity. But what I don't like about him is that he carries out his boss's foreign exactly. policy. Lord knows what he would do if he were in charge. But it's basically Obama's diplomacy we don't like, not John Kerry's. The reason I choose uh, Mrs. Clinton is because, quite apart from the fact that she merely was carrying out Obama's foreign policy, I was, <laughs> I was, and I've 
you know, I was born and raised in Washington, D.C. I've been mm-hmm. here for 66 and a half years. I was genuinely shocked by the pay-for-play business when right. she was Secretary of State. The idea of half of her foreign visitors essentially having to make substantial financial contributions to the Clinton Foundation is shocking beyond belief. I mean, if you read the autobiography of of other Democratic secretaries, or say like Dean Acheson and so on, they always are complaining about the vulgar introduction of money into diplomacy <laughs> and dealing with businessmen and that kind of thing. And the idea that Dean Acheson would stand in the State Department and not talk to you unless you made a a check out to the Atchison right. Foundation is unthinkable. Well, Hillary Clinton was upset that the vulgar issue of diplomacy had to be interjected yes. into her fine fundraising system. And when you pass through a fantastic uranium deal for Russia and the Russian company writes a big fat check to your, quote, charity that's in your name, I think you've hit the nail on the head. Thanks so much for joining us. You know, we may you, you. We maybe get dragooned in for another round of these. <laughs> Housing and urban development beckons. <laughs> You've been listening to the Weekly Standard Podcast. Please be sure to check weeklystandard.com regularly for podcast updates. I'm your host, Michael Graham.